Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Denise Meredith about how she helps connect business C-suite executives with opportunities and resources to fill their own desired life objectives. If one looked up glass ceiling breaker, a photo of Denise Meredith should pop up. Whether it is being the first African-American to be valedictorian at her New York City Elementary School, to integrating a white high school, to being the first woman professional hired by the Federal Bureau of Land Management and every bureau management job after that, to the first black woman winning many awards from business, academics, and nonprofit groups, she has been a pioneer. After a distinguished career in profit, nonprofit, and academic settings, Denise decided to clone herself a couple of years ago. She created World's Best Connectors, a virtual community of successful CEOs who helped other executives enhance their connections with family, employees, clients, government, and the media. Welcome, Denise. Oh, I'm so glad to be here, Virginia. It's fun having you. Thanks for so, the invitation. What? <laughs> oh, you're welcome. What inspired you to become an entrepreneur? I think uh, what probably what inspires most women here in the United States, unfortunately, uh, there's always a lot of talk about how many women businesses are started here. And a lot of that is because they can't progress in other businesses. Okay. And corporations, they're not promoted. So they sort of have to launch out on their own. Me, on the other hand, I started working with the federal government. I spent most of my life with the federal government, which was great because mm -hmm. there is actually a little more uh, unanimity there and at least everybody at the same grade gets the same salary <laughs> maybe issues getting women to different grades but once they're there they get the same salary as the guy sitting next to them but i uh, was lucky enough to be able to retire early from that and that's why i became an entrepreneur and i'd had a pretty good background in government because the bureau of land management is what's called a multiple use agency so we work with private companies a lot so I did have that background and that know-how. So it was pretty much an easy transition into private sector. So what do you like most about the work that you do now? I like uh, something different every day. Okay. I have a very short, short attention span. <laughs> and I like, I like to start things. I'm not very good at maintenance, but I like to start things. So um, being an entrepreneur and this job in particular, Every day is a new day. Every time the phone rings, it's going to be something new and different. There's going to be a new challenge. Oh, you may wake up and your cell phone's not working like today. So uh, <laughs> I actually sort of like that idea of challenges and problems to be solved every day. I'm a check the box person. I'm a list maker. And I like to go through that list every day. And it's uh, I like people. So my job is entirely working with other executives, and I enjoy that. Is there a common mistake that you find your clients making? Yeah, because uh, a lot of my job is to really encourage other executives to succeed in their own business. So a lot of the issues, particularly for women and people of color, is a confidence issue. Been put down so much, put down so long. I say sometimes it's hard to see what up is. So I try to work with people really on building their confidence. Uh, I heard a very good uh, talk last year. There were so many webinars last year, right? <laughs> so I heard a really good talk from an African-American woman. The name of her talk was, I charge for that. 
<laughs> and it hit such a uh, bell with me because that's what I try to work with my clients on. Charge what you're worth. Um, mm -hmm. You very seldom hear or ever, I, in fact, I've never heard a guy say, mm, I'm not sure I can do that or... <laughs> Oh, well, maybe I'll, you know, start down here and work my way up or you need to go in there knowing what your abilities are and expecting to get paid for those abilities. You may miss a few opportunities, obviously, people don't want to do that. But in the long run, it'll be best for you. And as you grow, as you build your confidence, it only gets better and better. So how do you help them build their confidence? Is there any tidbits that you're willing to share? Yeah, um, what I do is one, you surround yourself with other talented people. And my group is that we have 50 advisors and associates, all successful, all who I think could be even more successful, <laughs> but they're all successful business people. So surrounding yourself with other people who are doing it, have done it, and you exchange information. I personally try to act as a role model my career has been inspiring to a lot of people. So telling that story is important. Uh, so people see that there is a way up and out and over the many hurdles that they may encounter. I do, I like to do public speaking. I do a lot of talks with uh, groups and I tend to talk about that, how to overcome obstacles. And so between being a role model myself and talking to people about how to do it and then putting them among other people who have done it, I think is the uh, most effective way that I've used. That's cool. So who's an ideal client for you? My ideal client, sort of two different groups. One is young people. For some reason, they, I'm sort of like Yoda on a mountain. So <laughs> they love to sit at my feet and hear these stories of uh, knights and round tables and <laughs> things that happen in ancient history. So I uh, love being around uh, college age kids, the kids going to college, I recruit for colleges, encouraging them because they're all very idealistic at that time, which I love. <laughs> but I try to give them some hints and how to head the right direction. Then the other group I appeal to is the people on the other end. It's like, oh my God, I've been in business for 10 years <laughs> and it's been an uphill slug and I've about had it. I'm ready to give up. So I'm also pretty effective with those folks in getting them not to stop, <laughs> not to stop. Uh, I, I say man closes one door, God opens another. So there's always a new opportunity, what looks like a failure at one point turns out to be a really good life lesson in the next moment and leads on to better things. So those are sort of the two groups, the people, idealistic people on their way up and the people that are stuck and uh, keep them from going down. So how do those people find you? Like, do you do Facebook ads? Do you? Yeah. Like, yeah, how do they find you? Yeah, my group, uh, World's Best Connectors, is a virtual organization. So obviously, social media is very big with us, videos, et cetera. Um, our website is www.thewbcs, so T-H-E-W-B-C-S.com. 
we have sort of a superhero theme going with the WBCs. People can remember that. So uh, we do that. I have weekly thoughts, which is very interesting. I had blog before they were called blogs. So that's how old I am. <laughs> so it was just a weekly uh, social media post, <laughs> so, pre-blogs. But I've been doing that since, uh, believe it or not, since about 2006. Every week I give out uh, sort of hints or thoughts. They're literally thoughts. They're called thoughts while chilling. <laughs> so I give out my thoughts for the week, which revolve around business, how to succeed in business or lessons to be learned from business. So I've been doing that since 2006. So that's been very popular. I have you know, hundreds and hundreds of people. <laughs> I believe it or not, people have been on there since 2006, following me with that blog. So uh, people again could sign up. I've moved it over to the WBC site so people can sign up for the blog there. And that's that's really my direct connection. But through the years, I've also been a freelance writer. So I have several books out on Amazon, Thoughts While Chilling, actually is the name of my first book out. And I also do, I uh, just started doing children's books, believe it or not, a really different twist, but they're about my dog, Ari, and they're called The Adventures of Ari. He has his own website, called The Adventures of Ari. <laughs> but what I do with that is try to give kids life lessons through my dog. He goes through these different experiences and comes out okay in the end. <laughs> so uh, he inspires kids. But really what I want to do is inspire adults with those books. I want to inspire people to talk to their kids, read to their kids at least 15 minutes a day. Seems like a very simple task, but people have gotten away from reading to their kids. And so, you know, we need to start at a young age so that by the time I see them ready to go to college, <laughs> they have that confidence, they have that self-awareness, they have that sense of good and bad right and wrong, we'll all be better off. So do you run a lot of ads then with your social media? Or do you refer, like rely on yeah. word of mouth or networking type of thing? I used to be pretty much a word of mouth person. Uh, the talks that I give, people, all the people tell other people, people read my book, then they pass them on. <laughs> my book is probably the most passed on book ever. <laughs> yeah. A lot of bent pages from different people reading it, reading them. But I uh, use Facebook. I use LinkedIn actually for business people. Both are very important. Facebook is very important uh, for ads and selling things. LinkedIn is right up my alley, of course. It's good for connecting people. I have thousands and thousands of people on LinkedIn and I am able to uh, key them into events coming up, important articles that have been out, um, what things that I'm doing that people are interested in. So I think those are very effective. Um, you have all, of course, the, and I'm older, so I can't keep up with all the new media. Like I'm not on tip, TikTok yet, okay? <laughs> Haven't figured that one out. Uh, you know, Pinterest, I think that's sort of dying. And by the time I figured it out, it's sort of on its way out. Uh, Snapchat, I still have to work on. <laughs> so, so there are uh, many new ones coming out. I encourage people to keep up with them. And because especially to get younger people, because that's where they are. <laughs> I was a newspaper reporter for most of my life. <laughs> it's sort of an endangered, uh, sort of an endangered species that way. <laughs> in which, um, you know, just aren't newspapers anymore. So I'm having, and I think everybody is having to switch to social media, which is very effective. So now you can reach 
many more people through social media than you could through your newspaper articles, though I miss the old bylines and your photograph and <laughs> everything in the weekly column. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> what are some big goals that you're looking to achieve over the next year or two? Okay, that's a great question because our goals change rapidly as the world changes. <laughs> and the last year, uh, believe it or not, was dramatic, but for us, because we were a virtual company, not so much. Because what we were trying, we were trying to do, and now and that's sped up, is trying to work with CEOs to use virtual means of communicating with customers, even with their family. <laughs> People really dish the impact that social media and everything has had on family relationships. Well, you can use that in a positive way too. People don't, but they can. So um, what I hope to ac uh, accomplish, what World's Best Connector is, what I've been telling folks this year, is what two years from now, I want people to say that World's Best Connectors have had a major impact on their recovery, economic recovery because we help people do what they don't like to do. We help people do what they don't have the capability of doing, but we help them do the things that they must do. So whether it's better financial management, whether it's staffing and recruitment, whether it's managing, we have great programs on managing people remotely. <laughs> How do you handle a global workforce now that you can't ever see? <laughs> And without being suspicious of them and having confidence in them to get the job done, we can help you with that. Um, we, the self-confidence issue, we have personal coaches that help CEOs. Uh, they had it in the beginning when they started whatever business they do. But you can get beat down for a while. And sometimes you need someone to help you back up. And we can do that. So I hope two years from now, people just recognize world's best connectors as having made a major impact in their life and getting them back to normal or back, well, never gonna have normal again, but getting back to business. Do you feel like there's any roadblocks that are stopping you from doing that? Yes, there is. Like I mentioned, uh, like I think about, even though we were a virtual company, so we should have been pretty well off. We were, but when your customers are not well off, it still impacts you. Um, so the economy is always gonna be an issue one way or the other. COVID, again, didn't impact us directly. We didn't have like members affected personally. Everybody was affected by it. Mm -hmm. We didn't lose any members to that, luckily. But it's like a big cloud hanging over everybody's head. And until we solve that problem, we're going to have an issue. So in my thoughts last week, I put something out to encourage people to get the vaccine and encourage people to volunteer at vaccine centers, et cetera, et cetera, because we have to get on top of that. So that's obviously going to be an issue. But unfortunately, uh, one of the biggest issues that's still around is are the isms <laughs> that I talk about. So sexism and racism and other forms of discrimination are rearing their head again. They never went away, but now they're more visible. And that's going to continue to be something that we have to fight against uh, happening. Women are leaving the workforce at a great pace now, a lot doing the COVID where they have to stay home with kids. They can't really mm -hmm. achieve what they had in mind. 
uh, people of color were obviously the hardest hit by the disease itself and also by the lost jobs. So uh, women and minorities is gonna be a tough couple of years or more in trying to recover from that. So I think those are the, the really the hurdles that are still facing us in the years ahead. Gonna change it up a little bit. Um, let's, let's more positive, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's we're so pretty good. Yeah. So what's the best advice that you've ever received? Okay. The best advice that I ever received was um, and it's interesting because one of the people I mentor, he's a ex-NFL player. He wrote a book several years ago uh, and he put the title on it, Never Stop. <laughs> and that's really actually the best advice that I had ever received. And there are so many hurdles that people are gonna throw up <laughs> to keep you from succeeding. And you just can never stop. You just have to keep climbing. You have to keep jumping. You have to over, <laughs> you have to jump over the hurdles. Uh, one of the speeches that people hire me a lot this time of year of course, it's Black History Month this year, uh, this month, next month is Women's History Month. And I'm very historic being my age, but <laughs> so, so I get asked to give a lot of talks. But one of the talks that I like to give is Hurdles Women Must Hurdle. And it's about that people are constantly, and sometimes it's families, sometimes it's not even people outside your door that are putting up hurdles and obstacles to your success. So I had a lot of very good mentors and mentors are great and that they encourage you. Sometimes they can point out things that you aren't seeing in your way. They can give you advice on how to get around those hurdles. Um, so I think that's what I uh, feel not stopping. There were so many times I could have probably should have <laughs> stopped, uh, but I didn't. And it's where I am, where I am today, where I am today and able to help other people get there too. So um, another thing that I was inherent in me because my parents is to help others. To me, you can't succeed unless other people succeed with you. So world's best connectors as a collective group, we're helping each other reach a higher point, as well as helping executives outside our group. So the more hands you can put up to help other people up, the better and more satisfied and more successful you're going to be. And it's interesting, too, because a lot of times when we help others achieve, or even just help others, a lot of times that's unknowing to us, helping us, too, through whatever we're dealing with at that time. Yeah, and sometimes it doesn't hit you right away. But I, as an example, last month, well, beginning of this month, actually, I volunteered at the football stadium here. We have NFL stadium, which was one of the first to turn into a vaccine center. So ironically, I helped build that stadium. I was on the original board that created that stadium. And so something in me said, gee, I want to see what's going on at the stadium. Okay, I'm going to volunteer, go see what's over there at the stadium. So I didn't really know what to expect. In fact, in fact I was pretty pessimistic because of how the whole COVID thing has been going <laughs> so far. It hasn't been very 
efficient or effective. So I went over there and I, it was an eight hour shift, which is pretty intense actually. And especially if you've been sitting in front of a computer for a year. <laughs> what do you say? Isolated. <laughs> Social distancing. No one's yeah. around. So suddenly you're wow, out there. You're, ah, I have to talk to all these people <laughs> and it's eight hours. <laughs> so, but what it brought back to me, the satisfaction of helping people, because I don't know, uh, there's so much negativity around COVID and which there should be obviously it's caused so much pain and hurt. But to be there at the stadium, the people getting their vaccines, you got a whole different vibe. It was, people were so happy. They were so relieved. They were so excited <laughs> about this possibility, uh, recovery or possibility of um, becoming immune to this. It was a whole different thing and they're grateful. Uh, in business, you know, you don't get too many attaboys or girls. <laughs> in business, you get hey, complaints. Speaking of social media, <laughs> you get a lot of complaints. You, you know, you can be yelped to death or something. Here, it was just people to thank yous. Thank God you're here. We so appreciate what you're doing constantly over and over. Yeah, was really eye-opening and inspiring so sometimes as you mentioned volunteering and something that i didn't have that positive an attitude when i went into it mm -hmm. as far as uh how well it was going to go plus if it, it was a super efficient operation they were running you know thousands of cars through there it's a 24 7 uh, vaccine center so i was so impressed with that operation and had plenty of volunteers so many people out there to help other people. It was very satisfying. So that's what I, that's yeah, sort of how I look at it. Um, helping others can definitely help you. What's the best advice you've ever given? Best advice, probably latest. The latest is the I charge for that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, steal a woman's, I'll steal a woman's title from her talk. But because there's a lot wrapped into that, you saying that you charge for something means one, you have confidence in yourself, that you have value, that what you're going to do for someone has value. And you have the satisfaction not of making money, but the people value what you do. <laughs> so there are a lot of different angles in which that becomes uh, very important. Yes, volunteering is important. As I just mentioned, there's a lot positive things about volunteering. Volunteer to charities, <laughs> okay? Volunteer to people who really need it. People yeah, don't who need volunteer it. in your business. Yes, volunteer your business is a whole different thing. And we just tend to, you know, we want to be nice people, <laughs> we want to be liked, but they'll like you if you're doing a good job <laughs> as well. <laughs> they'll like it if they think they got their money's worth from people. So that's uh, yeah, sort of the way I look at it. And that's the advice I give to people. Always ask for what you're worth. Thank you, Denise, for being with us today. Well, thank you, Virginia. This has been fun. I always enjoy talking to new people. I wish you success in your business. Thank you. How can people find out more about you and what you do? Thank you for asking. The website is www.thew.com bcs.com so it's the wbc's 
We also have, uh, we're on LinkedIn. And so you just need to search World's Best Connectors on that one. We have Twitter, which is at, it's a little more complicated. So it's at World's Best Con, C-O-N-N-1. So World's Best Con 1 on Twitter. And you can reach us on any of those. And you can email me directly. I get a lot of that. World's Best Connectors at gmail.com. So that's the way people awesome. can get a hold of me. And I'd love to hear from folks. Awesome. Well, thank you again. And we'll be in touch. Thanks, Virginia. Best wishes to you. Stay safe. Thanks, you too. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review. And I'll catch you on the next episode.